from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers finally put us all out of our misery yesterday and got the deal done. Now, a future Hall of Fame quarterback heads to New York where the expectations were already going to be high. Now, they skyrocket. How do you manage that? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let me ask something, Harry. What's your level of concern when you start talking about uh, the ability. Actually, we'll, we'll bring our expert in. We're going to talk to, we're, right now, right out of the gates, we're bringing Coach in. We always call Harry Coach around here because I need to listen to him more. We're also going to bring in Herm Edwards, the, the coach of all coaches here, ESPN NFL analyst, somebody that knows the Jets organization really well. Uh, obviously, you know what this, they're going through right now, so what's it like to manage the expectations when a star quarterback comes to a team like the Jets? Well, very difficult, right? Because, for, first of all, it's the media capital of the world. And, and they've gone from a 7-10 and 10 football team to um, a Super Bowl contender <laughs> with the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and rightly so, in this sense, uh, when you think about what you've just done to your team, um, you've just provided this team, the organization, the fan base hope, right? Because you, you have a team that's built – um, through your draft, the Mercedes has done a nice job of young players. And if you watch them compete last year, they were a team defensively that could play with anybody. But in today's world, in the NFL, it's about the quarterback. It's about scoring points. Uh, you were very deficient that way on offense. You're scoring about 17 points a game. Defense giving up uh, 18 points. And so when you think about what they've just done, they just bring, it, they bring a guy in the building that basically – when he walks into the stadium, when he walks into the stadium before the game even starts, you figure, well, we got 14 points because we got Aaron Rodgers. He's going to throw at least two touchdown passes every game. So that's what the excitement is all about. You have that type of player at quarterback. Coach, you get Aaron Rodgers today. If you was the coach of the Jets right now, what would be your first message to him as he arrived? That he is in the twilight of his career. This will be his last stop. Um, he's accomplished a lot of individual goals. He's been an MVP. He's played in one Super Bowl and won. Um, wouldn't it be nice to win another? To go out as a Super Bowl winning quarterback in New York. That's what I would tell him. And you have the pieces here to do that with. So, Coach, you mentioned the New York media earlier uh, coming off a 7-10 season, how infatuated they're going to be. Aaron Rodgers particularly particular in how he handles the media. Uh, how concerned are you about Rodgers and his relationship? I mean, it, it, it could get contentious. How worried are you? Oh, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch, right? <laughs> Us as people in the media, we're going to have the press conference on every time he steps to the podium. <laughs> because we're going to wonder what he's going to say, right? And, and look, he'll, he'll handle it. Look, guys, when you think about Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's been a lot said about this guy because of some things he does or what he doesn't do because 
But Aaron Rodgers, when he steps on the football field, he's all about playing football, and he's all about winning. That, 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 that's what he's about. That, that's the core of the guy. Now, all the other stuff that goes on, you know, I'm going to the cave for a month and I'm going to sleep in the dark. Wait, wait. But when he gets on the field, players respect the guy for who he is and how he plays football. Now, it won't come easy. This is not easy. This is not teams are going to just lay down because the Jets got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's playing in the, you know, he's playing <laughs> in the AFC East. And that conference is pretty good last time I checked, right? There's <laughs> oh, a yeah. lot of great quarterbacks in the AFC, period. I mean, look, they're t- predicting these guys that maybe go to Super Bowl. They might not win the division, guys. Right? Yep. I mean, the Miami Dolphins is a pretty good football team. The New England Patriots will be better. Correct? I mean, these teams are all going to get better. But I'll t- I tell you this, the though, Buffalo Coach. Buffalo Bills. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, right, if the Jets – I don't even think they have to get 2020, 2021 Aaron Rodgers to compete at a high level. Um, I think their football team is just that good. But if they're able to get 2020, 2021 Aaron Rodgers, who won back-to-back MVPs, who's also with Nathaniel Hackett as his offensive coordinator in Green Bay, who's his offensive coordinator now with the Jets, there's only one quarterback in the National Football League that I'm taking over Aaron Rodgers at that point. That's Patrick Mahomes. No one else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Guys, I got to go. Got to do a hit on SportsCenter. Sorry. All right, so Herm, jumping off to go to Sports Center. Absolutely uh, appreciate Herm giving us a little time there. It, it is interesting because it, it's all about that, right? Harry, what you just talked about, by the way, Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, when you talk about some of this conversation we're having with Aaron Rodgers, what's difficult at times is what version are we getting based on what there was last year versus what we saw a couple of years ago? This is far better weapons than he's had during any point uh, recently in, in his career. I think as a whole, when you look at how talented the roster is, let's say it that way, like there's going to be wild expectations that he does come in and play at an absolute high level. And also, weirdly, Harry, like we watched Brady go from the Patriots to the Bucks, and it felt seamless. So there's just this expectation that any quarterback can do that. I just don't know that it's that simple. Well, here, here's, another, here's another nugget, though. He's going to a team in which a guy he set behind in Brett Favre, who wasn't any assistance to him as a young quarterback, in which Brett Favre went to the Jets and wasn't able to accomplish something. Now you have Aaron Rodgers going to that same organization, and I'm pretty sure he wants to up Brett Favre. And let him know again that not only was he the greatest Packer between the two, but also the greater Jet between the two. Yeah, there's there's so many layers to the way this all plays out. You know squarely, and I'm going to continue to be squarely on the fact that I think the Bills are still the team to beat in the division. But, man, uh, this is going to be wild throughout the course of the season. It's also wild from the Packers' standpoint, right? Like, if you're looking at it from the Packers, they've just let Aaron Rodgers go, and we believe that Aaron Rodgers is so good he immediately makes the Jets a Super Bowl contender. For that, Brian Gutekunst, the Packers' GM, explained at his press conference why trading Rodgers was the best thing for Green Bay. I think where our team is at, obviously Aaron's uh, you know up there in age and has you know I don't know however many years he has. I think he's got some really good football left in him. But I think for us, 
it was just uh, as we got through the offseason and started talking about where we wanted to go, this made a little bit of sense for us. We wanted to get his input, like I've told you guys in, in the past, and would have loved to have that and kind of see where he sat with that. Um, that didn't happen. That was a little bit unfortunate and disappointing for me. But at the same time, um, I just think, you know, as we move forward, um, we're really excited where Jordan can go. He needs to play. And uh, having him sit another year, I think, um, would really delayed kind of, you know, where we're going and what we're trying to build. Now, the Green Bay Packers and their organization, their front office, they're excited about Jordan Love, right, for him to get this opportunity. But you have that 2024 conditional pick that just in case Jordan Love isn't what you want him to be, mm. now you could potentially have two first-round draft picks and try to move around and possibly move up to get a quarterback if you feel like you need to if you're the Green Bay Packers. So that's the assurance from their side of things within that 2024 second-round conditional pick that becomes a first-rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps uh, in New York. Harry, what, what do you think the Packers – yeah, like what quarterback could they get with the 32nd pick in the 2024 draft? Oh, my God, the 32nd pick. He's, well, the Jets well, are winning the Super Bowl? But, but here's the thing. <laughs> I love that. If you have two first-rounders, because I'm pretty sure they would have their first-round draft pick mm-hmm. and also – the New York Jets first round draft pick. So now you have two to shop to try to move up. Follow up question, Ev. At what point do you guys just sit Aaron Rodgers because you realize you're not going to win the Super Bowl and you don't want to get that 65% threshold hit? Like, <laughs> is it week 11, week 10? What, at what point, like, at what point is the season just, just, oh, I, I shouldn't troll you. You know, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm happy for you. Week 10? Is that week 10's the one where? I think, it, yeah, I think what did Gras say if he plays, if he plays in like, more than like he'd have to miss more than six games or more than or or miss six games to not hit it. So yeah, it'd have to be week ten, week eleven. Okay, week if 10. the Jets are not in the playoff hunt in week ten, I am going to be a miserable person to work with. So you may just want no, to them to be a little better. I mean, no, you're not. Look, I'm gonna have fun with you, Evan. We're gonna have a lot of fun on this show. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna celebrate the unexpected. <laughs> Remember, a, a year ago, right now, everybody thought the AFC West was gonna be the best division in football. That did not turn out to be. So you know, you never know <laughs> where things are gonna go. I'm also gonna be saving all of my gas money for the dinner I'm gonna. Have exactly. To pay. That's <laughs> exactly where I was going next, Evan. Because <laughs> most likely you're gonna be paying for that dinner, baby. I'm just reminding you that Harry likes his steaks from the place that has the little hot plate where you. Put Put the butter on it goes pop, 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 pop. He's a Roos Chris guy. Like nothing, nothing short of Roos. I might have to be Fleming's up here. I don't know. Oh, no, there's a Roos Chris. I don't, I, don't, I don't mind Fleming's though. Okay. Well, Fleming's I, is good. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So obviously uh, a ton to break down. By the way, who's going to go first? Stroud or Young? Where are my beloved Raiders going to pick? Find out Thursday. The 2023 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio. First round coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. And uh, I, I don't know if there was more to that because Evan already took it off my screen. So listen to it at 7 p.m. Uh, oh, yeah, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. There we go. Uh, be sure to listen to every pick of the draft on ESPN Radio. That's the message. You get in your car, you turn on the radio. Canty and, and Carlin uh, and his big old bald-ass head are all going to be there hanging out in your <laughs> I'm still angry about the haircut statement. In the meantime, if you want to see fire haircuts, you can watch us on the digital side because my hair is going to be on point. All right, the Grizzlies are not done. It isn't over, and I will tell you why next. I might need a drink first. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. LeBron, top of the key with Xavier Tillman on him. LeBron drives to the rim. He's going for two, lays it up, and in. LeBron driving to the rim, and in. Cross off foul. LeBron I was able to make a couple plays to help us be successful. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
with Xavier Tillman on him. LeBron drives to the rim. He's going for two. Lays it up and in. LeBron driving to the rim and in. Cross off foul. LeBron flexing in front of the crowd. He still has that passion, that grit to want to be on top and to want to put his team in position the right way to be successful. And that's what you saw. I was able to make a couple plays to help us be successful. I don't want to be the one to break this to you guys. But the first round of the NBA playoffs isn't best of five. It's best of seven. Plenty of time left. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel E. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, I like a little I like a little drama. I got to admit, last night, watching Memphis, feeling pretty good. I was in my feels. I felt like I was going to be able to mm-hmm. clap back to everybody. It'd be 2-2 series going back, and mm-hmm. then everybody would say, 2-2 series going back to Memphis, two games out of three. Uh, this one's all going to be met. Like, I was ready for my talk. I was ready to talk my talk. And then I came in today. Y'all are trying to make me walk this walk. You're trying to make me Dylan Brooks it. Like, I am not going to disappear from the media. I am going to double down instead. Down 3-1 is simply a great reason for a comeback story. Memphis going to be just fine. No, 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 no. See, you thought the Memphis Grizzlies was going to win that game last night. I but see, LeBron James and the Lakers were, they were Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend, as they stopped you and they won that game. You know what? The Memphis Grizzlies, in my eyes, they are done. You want to know how done? Well done. Like Gary Streisky likes his steak. Oh! Well done. They're done. Okay. You, you know what? Even LeBron, I think, agrees with me. This is what LeBron said about uh, last game, uh, the opportunity to eliminate the Memphis Grizzlies. The closeout game is always the hardest game of a series. Um, it's the most tiring one. It's the most brutal one. And uh, we, better, we better be ready for it. And I think we'll be ready for it. See, it's the most tiring. It's the most grueling. Graybeard, the Pirates, got to go all the way to Memphis, and then he's going to have to ride the private jet back to L.A., then go back to Memphis. It's a lot of miles on those old-ass legs. Like, Memphis sitting back with the, the, the young gun. They got the they got that little turbo button. They're ready. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it, it, you got a game, a day a day off a game, a day off and a game. That's a lot in a little bit of space. I still like Memphis. It's going to be a comeback story for the ages. They can do well, it. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's been four games played in this series, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen two solid games from Anthony Davis. Not three, not four. We've seen two solid ones from him, right? Also, we haven't seen that crazy monster game from LeBron James yet. I think two games in this series and two wins that the Lakers actually have out of the three, we've seen their role players really help the, those two guys out tremendously. So I'm still waiting for that, you know, that LeBron James, that 38, 40-point game, if we get it, we might get it, but we haven't had that yet because the role players of the Lakers have been doing a lot and have been, you know, not every game uh, been amazing, but for the most part in two of the three wins, they have been, right? So what happens if the role players are actually good and you have that kind of night from LeBron James? Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, let's look at another series that's 3-1 right now. The Heat have beat the snot out of the box twice. Uh, and yeah. then in the third game, Jimmy Butler was unstoppable. But everybody's sitting here telling me, myself included, that the Bucks are still fine in this series. They can still win this series. If I can give the Bucks benefit of the doubt when they've been thumped in two of their three losses, how can I not give the benefit of the doubt also to the Grizzlies, knowing that they were in this one all the way to .8 seconds left in regulation? They should have won the game last night, Harry. Well, because when you look at Milwaukee, number one, they're a deeper team. Number two, they have better shooters. 
We just witnessed last night the Memphis Grizzlies go nine for 42 from the three-point line. They shot 21.4%, right? When and you it look still at, took overtime to beat them, which means yeah, I, I, even I when anything that. goes wrong, they're still doing pretty well. You know what? You know who I'm going to get on the Memphis Grizzlies? I'm going to get White Lightning. Austin Reeves. You know, my cookout friend. Mm-hmm. Austin Reeves, sick him. Sick him, Austin. You mean, sick him. You mean Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I just keep using that one. I did not come up with it. I stole it from somebody else. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Austin Reeves has, has been a delight. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying they haven't. But what did Jay will say uh, with us earlier? And what have we said repeatedly about the Lakers? There are times when the Lakers are maddeningly inconsistent. So I could see them just going out there and laying an egg in this game against Memphis when Memphis is going to be fighting for for dear life. I mean, Memphis is fighting realizing that if you don't get it done right now, that you, this whole thing might just get blown up and started all over, right? Like, not not job, obviously, but the rest of the organization looking around saying, how do we prevent this from happening again? If I'm Memphis, backs up against the wall, I'm, I'm, I'm in the corner, i got to fight my way out of it. So they fight their way out of it. Then on a quick dress, they turn around, no. they got the, the Lakers. Nah. Again at home, gonna, nah. No, I, I just can't see a scenario where LeBron James, in your eyes, who's the greatest of all time, a guy in Anthony Davis, will allow them to lose to the Memphis Grizzlies three times in a row to lose a series. I, I just can't see that happening. Not the same year LeBron James became the all-time scoring leader. Not the same year that everyone was doubting the Lakers and LeBron James they can actually get this done. I can't, I can't see LeBron letting an opportunity this massive and this great to slip out of his hands and let Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies come back from down 3-1 to win three straight and go on and win that series, I just can't see that happen. My thing is I'm not sure LeBron by himself is the guy that wins the game. Everybody else has to also contribute. Like I, I think that's fair. One guy that yeah. does win the game for himself – is Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler, let's give a little credit. I just mentioned the Bucs, uh, you know, losing that game last night. They lost that game because they had absolutely no answer. for Je- Like, we're sitting here in a world where two play-in teams could win their first-round series. It would be hell for my mentions, but, Harry, that's real. Like, if you need any proof of concept that the play-in tournament is working, this is it all across the board in both conferences. <laughs> Listen, I'm watching Jimmy Butler last night, and I keep saying to myself, man, the epitome of put your team on your back and carry everyone. That was Jimmy Butler last night. Quite frankly, that's been Jimmy Butler this entire series. And I will say this, and I'm not going to say this with any shame. I'm going to say it loud and proudly. Jimmy Butler has been the best player in the National Basketball Association during these playoffs. He really has. And I understand De'Aaron Fox has had a great series against the Golden State Warriors. Um, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have, have had great series. Um, against the against the Clippers, but what Jimmy Butler is able to do versus the best team in basketball who had the best record, the number one seed in the East, is phenomenal. And you have players here and there hitting shots, but last night in my eyes was a one-man show. And for Co- Coach Bud to not have a different defensive strategy for Jimmy Butler blew my mind. Coach Bud – I don't know if you need Bud. I don't know if you need a Bud Wiser. I don't know what you need, but you cannot go into this next game and you're already down 3-1 and saying that we're going to let Jimmy Butler beat us and send us home. It it speaks to the old uh, the old critique on Coach Bud a couple of years ago before they won a championship was that he didn't adjust well enough in the playoffs. And last night uh, was a pretty good example of that. Jimmy Butler averaging 36 and a half 
averaging five and a half boards and five assists right now for Miami, who been the best player in the playoffs. Yeah, and and Jay Will said earlier that uh, Miami is overachieving. I think that's that's pretty obvious when you look at this roster as a whole and what they're accomplishing right now. Kudos to Miami. Uh, kudos to the Lakers, but they're both going to lose their series. Uh, two, two, we got two comebacks coming. Down three games to one. Milwaukee's going to come back. Memphis is going to come back, and uh, my Menchies will come back too. It'll all be it's just, it's just be fine. Alright. The most intriguing prospect in the entire NFL draft is clear. And we're going to tell you about it next on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Two days until the 2023 NFL Draft. This draft is as intriguing as any we've seen in recent memory. It all begins with round one, Thursday at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Kuyper Jr., player profile. Pretty dynamic all-around running back. Uh, I don't think he's the next Saquon Barkley, but he's close enough to be worthy of being ranked and rated as one of the best 7-10 to 10 players in this draft. Quick to the hole, breaks tackle, 6.3 average per carry for his career, 60 career receptions. He catches the ball out of the backfield, 41 career touchdowns, vision, cutback ability, good hands out of the backfield, complete football player, complete running back is B. John Robinson. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You just heard Mel Kuyper breaking down Bijan Robinson. Don't forget, every single pick of the NFL draft you can watch on ESPN along with the NFL Network. You can watch it on ABC if you want more of the personality stuff. You can obviously listen to every single pick on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin going to be doing a great job with a group of people getting you through the draft. Every single pick will be on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. You don't want to miss that. And if you want a third screen option uh, to view, no commercials. That's me, Harry Douglas, Harry Lyles, uh, Field Yates, Spencer Hall, Andrew Hawkins. We are doing a massive watch party. We'll get you every single pick in the draft as we always do uh, live from studio together in person. We will have some fun. We will play some stupid games and we will also break down all the draft content you could ever want. So no matter how you want to consume the draft, we got you covered. One of the uh, obvious like home runs of the draft as a talent, as an ability, as a player. Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Harry, uh, I'm obviously you've watched a lot of him covering college football and getting ready for the draft. 2022 All-American Doak Walker Award winner. Uh, what do you think of Bijan? We, we hear so much about running backs, but he seems to transcend that conversation. I think he's one of my favorite players in this draft because of, number one, he's a competitive athlete, right? He loves to win. He loves to compete at a very high level. But also you look at his intangibles, the balance, the strength, the size, the speed, the vision, um, the shiftiness to be able to cut on the dime, but also the ability to take plays, the distance. He's a receiver out of the backfield as well. So whatever team drafts Bijan Robinson in the National Football League, 
I honestly think he's going to be a legend in the making, and I and I'm and I'm comfortable saying that with someone who hasn't even been drafted yet. Yeah. But what my eyes tell me, and what I've been seeing on film, and also live watching him play when we've been able to do college game day at the University of Texas. Is the sky's the limit for this young man? Yeah, uh, unquestionably one of the best players in the draft, and he joins us right now, Bijan. We appreciate your time, man. We were just talking about you as you, we get ready for the draft, and obviously there's a lot of conversation constantly about running backs. As a running back, what's your answer to everybody when you constantly hear people talking about where you should or shouldn't draft a running back? Yeah, well, you know, first off, thanks for having me. Um, but you know, for me, I think that. You know, I think it's really important when, if you have a guy that can, you know, do a lot of things for your offense, you know, be really versatile. Um, you know, I mean, a receiver at slot, uh, at running back, and, and be just as effective as a guy playing the running back position. Um, but for me, I think I can bring so much value to a, to an offense um, in terms of, like, if you need somebody to catch the ball at the backfield, uh, pass block, you know, obviously run the ball. But if you if you look at guys that can do a, you know, be, I guess be a hybrid and do things like that for for a team, and that's what the value, you know, I think that should it should rise a lot. So that's what I would say. Um, you know, obviously people have their own opinions, but uh, I think that that's the that's the real reason why why you should really consider you know the, the running back position um, to be what it is. Bijan, you, you do a lot of things amazing on the football field, but I think what I love the most is your ability to compete. You're competitive. So competitive that, nope, yep. you know, when, when you was younger, I've seen the picture of you yep. crying with your granddad because you didn't get first place. <laughs> See, yeah, you didn't think I knew about that. You didn't think I knew about that. But, man, just, 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 just tell the people that are listening right now, you know, what it means to you to go out here every single time you have an opportunity and not waste it and compete at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, it's, it's just such a blessing um, because you know God blessed me to, to to do what I to do what I do, and you know He gave me the gift to do do so many things, and you know I really I really take that to heart because you know every time I step on the field, you know I, I play for Him, play for the Lord, and and you know if you know if a loss comes with it or if something comes with it, then you know then it does get hard. Uh, but I'm competitive in a way because I just bring so much positivity uh, in a way that. You know, I want to help others um, around me, like my teammates, uh, coaches. Like I want everybody to get better. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's where where the competitive nature comes from. I mean, I guess I'm a, I'm a solid competitor, so I'll never say I'm never going to say a word uh, on the field. Like you're never going to hear nothing from me. But you'll just see through my game um, what I bring to the table. And yeah, I mean, even that picture, like man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you got that picture. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that was a hard one. <laughs> Which, amazing. You couldn't be more different than Harry, by the way. Harry's talking the talk everywhere he goes. Bijan's just letting the, the letting the work do the work. Uh, I all know. right. Uh, exactly. So, uh, Bijan, I, I want to talk to you, like, in an honest moment. I, I think I've talked about you on a hundred different of my college football shows because name image likeness <laughs> is really significant to me for athletes, right? And yeah. and you're kind of a case study. You, you have a bunch of name or had a bunch of name image likeness opportunities and you had a year of eligibility left when you were looking at the prospect of going back to school in an nil world how hard was it to decide to come out to the draft knowing that you could still make money doing what you were doing in texas yeah i mean obviously like you know nil is definitely a great situation to be a part of uh especially for me starting when it was just you know blowing up um and I think that now with NIL, you know, you see a lot of kids getting paid a lot of money. 
as as they should. You know, they deserve they deserve it all. Um, and even for me, like I think it was just important for me to just do it the right way um, and, and do it in a way that you know, if you, if you do good things on the field, then you can get rewarded with with great opportunities off the field. And I think for me, like I built so many relationships along the way uh, and learned so many things in terms of you know, the, the business side of things and, and, you know, how to manage money, how to live your life uh, when you have a little bit of money. Uh, and that that's never, like, distracting me from, from what I had to do on the field or, or in the classroom. But, yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard uh, just because I love Austin, love Texas, love the city, and then love the opportunities that were being presented. You know, it, it was such a great time. Uh, but I knew that it was time, and I knew that, you know, it was it was definitely the perfect time to – to become a professional athlete um, as hard as it was to, to leave Texas, for sure. Bijan, on the road to greatness, um, number one, the Lord is there to help you as well, along with great people. I think your running back coach, Deshard Choice, is a you wonderful – kind of broke up a little bit. I said on the road to greatness, I also think, like, you got to have great people there with you as well. Um, and I think your no running doubt. back coach, Deshard Choice, is, is, is a great coach, man. Uh, he played the game Man. in the National Football League, played at a high level in college. How has he been able yeah. to assist you being your football yeah. coach so, and I mean, guiding you? Yep, yep. So, I mean, Coach Choice, I mean, he's he, he's the guy that kind of changed my game. Um, you know, even my mentality, you know, he, he, for you, you know who Coach Choice is. Like, you know, he's, he's always energetic. You know, he's always at 100. And... You know, just having him as as more of like a big brother to me, but still my coach, you know, really helped me out a lot because, you know, he even his faith, like his his faith is his number one thing, and my faith is my number one thing, and how we just connected on a on a godly level, you know, instantly. Then we knew what time of we knew what type of time we were on, and, and we knew what we wanted to accomplish uh, as a player, as a coach, uh, and and it was really easy for him to to coach me because uh, I just love to take the coaching and obviously he was hard on me uh, in, in the best way possible and he knew he knew exactly how to you know what, what riled me up he knew exactly when to you know calm me down a little bit uh, on the field and that's just what I appreciate about him a lot and obviously he was a great running back in the NFL so he he taught me so many different things and in his experiences and I think that you know now that I'm about to endure what, I, what I'm about to do uh he was really a big part of, you know, who I am as a player and what I wanted to accomplish as a player. But, man, I love that dude, man. I mean, <laughs> he, he's going to be my guy for life. He's going to be my guy for life, man. I mean, and I, I know you know as well, you know, he, that, that dude is as loyal as it gets. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my dude right there. So I got to tell you this. He's been like that since we've been kids. We started playing little league football together. So the, the energy, he's always been like that, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that energy is it, it's like it's crazy how he brings it every single day. Yeah, um, you know, some days be rough, but he don't care. Like he he's gonna continue to keep bringing it, continue to keep having it, and it really helped me out a lot because you know, as a player, some days you'll you'll be tired and you got school and all this stuff. But when we get to that meeting, it's like everything else. You just forget about everything. You're just ready to go. So that's the guy right there. One thing we can't forget about, I know you're working with somebody. Tell us what you're up to today. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be here, you know, with Old Spice, you know, just to help, you know, guys, you know, just feel confident and just empowered to to reach them to their true potential of, 
you know, through mentorship. And I think that for me, like, I've had a lot of mentors, you know, growing up, um, from my family to, you know, coaches. Um, and even there's a guy named uh, Kevin Washington who, you know, I met in college and, and, you know, he just really continued to build my faith and continue to build, you know, who I am as a person and, and just always, you know, gear me to the right direction. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to partner with them. And, you know, there's a lot of kids out there that don't have that same opportunity uh, when it comes to mentorship. And shoot, there's like more than 30,000 kids that, that are on the waiting list to, you know, with big brothers, big sisters. And I think that it's important for people to, to sign up to School of Swagger, Old Spice School of Swagger, just to help those kids, you know, and be a mentor to those kids and let them graduate. So I think it's amazing just to be a part of it. Um, and, Old, and Old Spice is doing amazing things. And, you know, I think that it's going to, you know, be something special for, for, for those kids and, that, and the big brothers and big sisters. Man, you're doing a lot of special things on the field, and obviously you're doing incredible things off the field, too. We wish you and your family tremendous luck Thursday night. Can't wait to watch to see what's yeah, next you. for you, man. We appreciate your time, Bijan. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Bijan Robinson. And and I just, I mean, you talk to him for a few minutes, it gives you goosebumps, right? Like, he's the sort of guy that uh, any franchise is going to be lucky to add, not just as a player, but as a human being. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with their vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors. Look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jets GM Joe Douglas has met with the media. You don't want to miss what he had to say about the Jets' expectations. Now, you'll hear it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. It's official, finally. And here are the details. The Jets, Aaron Rodgers, pick number 15, a 2023 fifth round pick. The Packers get pick number 13, a 2023 second round pick, a sixth round pick, a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a one if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays this year. The mega trade finally went down between the Packers and the Jets. So the question is, now that Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet, what are the expectations? We've heard from GM Joe Douglas, and you get to hear that now. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're also on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry, Joe Douglas, the Jets' general manager, spoke just moments ago, and this was what he said about the expectations for the team right now. Look, I mean, obviously, adding adding a player that of his caliber is a is a big thing. But ultimately, we we still have a lot of work to do um, to get to where we need to go. 
the biggest thing in front of us right now is, is, is this year's draft, and it's a great opportunity to add to add uh, young, dynamic playmakers uh, to this roster. And uh, you know, again, we've got uh, it's been it's been unbelievable seeing the work that's been going on out here with our, our players coming together and, and showing up at the, and uh, getting together at these voluntary workouts. Uh, you can you can feel a lot of positive energy in the building. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I understand everything you're saying, Joe Douglas. Draft is next, the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, you got things you need to work on. Super Bowl or bus. That's it. Super Bowl or bus. That's the expectations <laughs> for the New York Jets. All that other nonsense you talking about, it, it's very valuable. But Super Bowl or bus when it comes to the Jets, because now at the quarterback position, you have a guy named Aaron Rodgers. I mean, here's the thing. I won't say Super Bowl or bust. Uh, because oh. I, I just, I, I, here's you got Josh Allen, you got Joe Burrow, you got Patrick Mahomes. Hard to be Super Bowl or bust. It's be very good or bust. I'll say that. You know, that's me. Like I'm gonna go full nerd on you here and say that one man does not control whether or not a team wins a Super Bowl. Now, uh, obviously, you put yourself in a better situation. Oh, you're putting the glasses back on. What 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 is this look? What is this look? Like it looks like you're pushing what? one out there. What are we doing? What? What do you mean? I, there's only one quarterback you need to mention when it comes to Aaron Rodgers at this point. Josh Allen? It's, Pat, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Allen? Mahomes. So Josh Allen's a better quarterback today than than Patrick than uh, Aaron Rodgers today. Oh, Lord. I, I mean, mean he'll, turn, he'll turn it over at some point. Well, uh, based on, wait, we're basing that on last year. So we're going to take last year's Josh Allen performance. Yeah, in one I understand bucket, that. But, but we're but not going to put focus Aaron on last Rodgers year. last year. I, I focus on the duration of the time that Aaron Rodgers has been in the National Football League. Uh, well, I mean, we just don't guy have. Guy had one bad year. 85 touchdowns, nine interceptions in two seasons. I Back-to-back even, MVPs. I won't even say last year was a bad year for Aaron Rodgers. It just wasn't a great year. And even in a down year for Josh Allen, it was still better than that. Well, last Josh year was Al- a- jo- listen, Josh Allen had a better season last year. I agree with that. I said, but when you have an Aaron Rodgers playing uh, like he did in 2020, 2021, I ain't taking no damn Josh Allen over A-Rod. I mean, no. but again, you're giving benefit, benefit of the doubt to Aaron Rodgers being the best of Aaron Rodgers. Well, if I'm going to apply that, I'll apply that universally. Why would Josh Allen not be the best of Josh Allen? Why is Patrick Mahomes not the best of Patrick Mahomes? And why is Joe Burrow not the best of Joe Burrow? Like, the well, Jets here's pulled the thing. off a mega trade. Here's they the have thing. The best now the Jets have an opportunity because they got that bad man at the quarterback position. They didn't have that guy last year. Sure, I don't. Disagree. I like the Jets' chances. Sure, you went out and you got the fourth best quarterback in your conference. Like, cool. I, I'm not well, saying I mean, that Aaron Rodgers isn't great. Didn't but Josh Allen just lose to Zach Wilson last year? I'm, didn't he lose to again, Zach Damn Wilson? Patrick Mahomes lost to the Colts. Uh, didn't that, he lose to Zach Wilson? Patrick Mahomes lost to the Colts. Like Patrick so, Mahomes also won a Super Bowl it, not it, once but twice. But is, Josh it, Allen so, hasn't been there. Now we're picking and choosing when it's a team game versus when it's an individual. Josh Allen game. hasn't been there. And Josh, Patrick Mahomes didn't been there twice. Is that Josh Allen's fault? That he hasn't well, been, been there? there three times. Is it Josh Allen's fault that the the Bills gave up a touchdown in the last twelve seconds of a game? Is that is that on well, Josh? It also was his fault when he was in the AFC Championship game previous, and he basically took sacks, took his team out of position so, to be successful and turn the football over. So it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault that he wasn't good enough last year, or even that in his MVP years he didn't go to the Super Bowl. But it's Josh Allen's fault. Who beat that Josh the Bills Allen didn't last go year? To the Super Bowl. It was Joe Burrow. Was it Joe Burrow last Joe year? Joe Burrow, Patrick Maybe Mahomes. Maybe my eyes can help me. Joe, Maybe I can see a little better. Yeah, if you see a little better, you could see Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, all better quarterbacks than Aaron Rodgers today, right now. It's that simple. It's very okay, good. Aaron Rodgers had a good. down year. He had a down year that more, more people will poop for. Most people will poop for that yeah, the year well, that Aaron yeah, Rodgers had last year. And, and when he man had one yeah. bad season, really, in his doggone career the last 15 years, and you talk about the man that lost everything that he has. We'll keep it Put going. Put your glasses on. 
Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 